Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. That was Titans head coach Mike Vrabel explaining why, despite not having anything to play for as far as playoff standings and getting into the tournament, they're still going to try their best against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll get to that game in just a bit. But first, let's continue our conversation with the Texans and the Colts. The winner is in somehow, might even win the division with a victory. The loser is out of the playoffs altogether. And currently, Houston is a one-point favorite on the road, Aaron. So how are you playing it? I love the Texans. Uh, there's so much to like. They're, they've been the darlings of the NFL. C.J. Stroud, this is his moment. If he wants to win rookie of the year, which I think will go to a quarterback. However, uh, the gentleman who plays for the Rams is also very close. So this is a game where C.J. Stroud really needs to put on a show to solidify that award. And also, I'm invested in some Texans' future. So I think a lot on the line. I have compared this Texans team to the young Bengals team that we saw make the Super Bowl. So I'm rooting for them. And I think Texans side is where I will end up being come lightning bets. I don't have a play on the side here. I think the number is fairly sharp. But when I'm looking at, say, the advice that Sean Pendergast of Sports Radio 16 in Houston doled out yesterday on the program, I know he mentioned uh, Devin Singletary going over 62.5 rushing yards. My concern Mm -hmm. there, as I looked a little bit more deeply into that, would be like if the Colts stack the box at a high rate, the Texans have struggled in that department. Uh, This isn't necessarily an offensive line. Like In some ways, it's been very good. But when it comes to the ground game, like I think it was one of the comments that we made at the start of the year where like Damian Pierce should have been more of a factor than he had been. And Singletary certainly has had, you know, some good performances. But I do wonder against these Colts, like there's not really one thing they do really, really well. Everything is just okay. And so I do have right. some concerns there. But Kaimi Fairbairn, over one and a half field goals. That one I do love. I think Sean's right on the money that uh, there. And I think I'm more than comfortable doing that one because I think one of the reasons why this game stays close is because, yeah, the Texans will get their chunk plays. Very confident in that. But what can they do in the red zone when the field gets a little bit shorter? I do have some concerns there. So uh, it is going to be interesting as far as that's concerned. And when you're talking about the, the Texans' defense, I think they're going to play really well here. Like, I've got some real hope in them, especially when it comes to containing the ground attack for Indianapolis. Because mm-hmm. that's what you think of when it comes to the Colts offense, right? Like, it's Jonathan Taylor and Moss and all of that. Well, defensive success rate for the Texans' rushing defense, it's fourth highest. 0.5 yards before contact per carry, that's number one in the NFL. 
3.3 yards per carry allowed. That's number two. So Jonathan Taylor's prop is set at 72 and a half rushing yards. Give me the under in that one. I am quite confident that the Texans defense will show up in this ballgame, Paul. So I am, I have Jonathan Taylor under 72 and a half written down. I have not played it yet. And my only thinking is that I, I would like it a lot more. And maybe I could, it looks like Zach Moss has been priced in limited fashion. I like it a little bit more if he is up and there's a split carries potential. Because while the mm -hmm. Texans are a third ranked rush defense for the season and still playing at a very high level, the Raiders are one of the best run defenses right now. And they just kept mm -hmm. fed, they kept feeding Jonathan Taylor last week, 21 for 96 in a close game. If this is a close game that could kind of play out similarly. And maybe it's just the mm. volume is the reason he gets, he gets over that number. Uh, I did play the Singletary over 61 and a half uh, rush yards at the Colts being a bottom 10 rush defense. Uh, they have been improving recently uh, more middle of the pack. I'll say if I'm the Texans and I see the Colts stack in the box, I love that. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You're going to let CJ Stroud beat you? All right, we will do just that. Now, I know some of his weapons are down, but I would, if I'm the Texans, I love being like, all right, fine. Yeah, we'll put the ball in the offensive rookie, likely offensive rookie of the year's hands. Uh, I was, I liked the Texans. I had them circled throughout most of the week. I'm getting away from it. I haven't played it. It just, it's mm. feeling more and more, and this is just a feel, it feels like a Colts spot a little bit. And I, I want the Texans to win. I want them to get into the playoffs. I want to see CJ Stroud play a playoff game. I'm just not going to pull the trigger on a side. I will say I would love, I'm holding a Will Anderson ticket. I think we poo-pooed that idea a little bit earlier in the week. I'm holding out hope. Get a couple sacks on Gardner Minshew, and maybe that thing gets home. So that is the angle, <laughs> certainly, that I'll be watching in this game. Hmm. A question for the group. I'd say two snaps. So, two sacks. Right. Give me two. There you go. He got two on like 12 snaps last week. So come on. I, I like it. So here's my question for you guys. CJ Stroud, still a rookie. You know, he's been sensational, but he is still a rookie. And I do wonder in a week 18 quasi winner take all kind of contest, if we need to remind ourselves he's a rookie or has he done enough to prove to us that no matter the situation, we can trust him? I am starting I to lean towards the latter. I'm, I think I'm the highest yeah. on CJ Stroud on the show, but I think he has proved out as wrong. I mean, even la you know, when he came back from concussion, I felt like he looked really good. I know their opponent wasn't the best in the league, but still <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm more towards having confidence in him than I am doubting him now. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I don't have a reason yeah. to doubt him really. Like uh, like a little a little iffy coming back from the concussion and like we saw that road stinker in Carolina. But like that is going yeah. to happen during a rookie season. But by and large, uh, I'm pretty comfortable with CJ Stroud in a big spot. It, you know. The, the stinker against Carolina, like, I must forgive him for it. Like, it happens. Like, sure. you can't expect. Uh, I mean, most quarterbacks to play well game in, game out, uh, even if it's against, you know, weaker competition. And, you know, just kind of caught the Texans at a bad time. So, whatever. Um, but I, I'm probably leaning in your direction, guys, uh, if for no other reason that – this is a Colts defense that is beatable in a lot of ways. Maybe it's the matchup uh, where I'm a little bit more comfortable backing Stroud. I'm not going to pull the trigger on a side here, but definitely there are a couple props, as I mentioned before, that make a whole lot of sense. Uh, how about we move on now to the Jaguars and the Titans? This spread has gone down from Jacksonville minus five and a half down to three and a half. And we got to believe one of the reasons 
is because Trevor Lawrence's status is up in the air. Now, he has been limited uh, all week long at practice, uh, but it is starting to feel like a flesh wound when it comes to the Jags quarterback. Right shoulder and left finger were listed as the reasons for limiting his practice, but he has also dealt with other nagging issues pretty much all season long. So Aaron, knowing this, what are we supposed to do about this game? Well, I mean, this is a big game for Jacksonville. Paul has some bets he's sweating out, but they beat the Titans and they win the AFC South a lot on the line. One thing I do know about Trevor Lawrence, he has been dealing with all these injuries and he's a gamer. Like he's, he's playing through it. He's out there. He's not that great playing through it, so you don't know exactly what you're going to get. But then you look at the other side of the ball, and is Will Levis going to play? How much do we trust him? And if it's Tannehill, he's been awful. So I think the Jags can still win comfortably here. Um, I mentioned it before in terms of Derrick Henry. This uh, O-line is awful. So I I think the Jags can cover this number. I like that it came down minus three and a half now. I am going to personally wait until Trevor Lawrence and his status is a little bit more available to us, just because like, despite all of the issues, the Jaguars, you know, pretty much have to win this game uh, to take the division, obviously, but then also make the playoffs. And so in that respect, I got to think he, you know, if there is any hope in him being out there, that he is going to be out there. And then when the spread creeps back up to say five and a half or five, something like that, Then I'm going to pounce on the Titans because that is my alternate spread of the week. It is Titans minus half a point. I think Tennessee, even with nothing to play for, that is who I like in this matchup. I believe in Mike Vrabel. I believe in this coaching staff to do one more great thing. That's what I like in this spot. And, you know, one of the things, too, is that, look, if this is a Ryan Tannehill game, I am just fine with that. DeAndre Hopkins has a lot of contract incentives and Tannehill can get him the ball. I don't think it's going to be this massive quarterback drop off as far as that's concerned. I think the Titans are going to win this thing outright, Paul. Yeah, I've got my investment on the Jags to win the AFC South, so I can't help but disagree with you, hopefully for my own sake. Uh, <laughs> but I am, I'll, again, I'll be watching sacks. So Josh Allen, look, he's it's a, I'll know where I'm at after Saturday wow, with TJ Watt. I mean, obviously Trey Hendrickson could get a couple on Sunday as well, but see if you can get to Tannehill a couple times. Well, I'm, that's who I'm expecting to, to play for the Titans. Uh, but I agree mm-hmm. with you. Like, I would wait. If you're going to play the Titans, you might as well wait to see. It's looking like Lawrence is going to trend towards playing. You'll probably get this number to go back up. Exactly right. Let's move on out to the NFC South, and we'll kick it off with the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Tampa Bay, four and a half point favorites on the road with a total of 37 and a half. Aaron, what do you like here? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, what I don't like is how the Bucks showed up against the Saints, but Baker Mayfield was playing very, very well before that, so I'm hoping 
uh, he can revert back to that because I do like the Bucks here. Tampa needs the win to win the division, and I think it's a good time to be getting the worst team in the NFL. So Bucks minus four and a half. I don't think that number has moved all week, has it? It's been. Four I think and it's it went week, down from five and a half. Yeah, I I think it's actually moved in Carolina's direction by about a point. And that, to me, means that it's getting sharper because I think my model had this as Tampa Bay minus 4.4. So as far as that's (laughs) concerned, uh, I don't have a play on the side or the total here. But as far as props are concerned... I think one Mm -hmm. thing that really has impressed me about this uh, Tampa Bay offense, it probably has less to do with Baker Mayfield, though he's been fine, and maybe he's the comeback player of the year. I don't know. Sorry, Paul, but, you know, we both have DeMar Hamlin tickets. At the same time, I look at this. (laughs) I look at this and I go, I have been really impressed with how they've used Rashad White. Like, here's a running back who was insanely inefficient to start the year. The rushing attack was non-existent. You put even more on Baker Mayfield's shoulders. Somehow they've been able to get to this 500 record and potentially uh, win this division. But what's been cool about watching uh, this young fellow develop is now he's becoming more of a pass-catching running back. And I think that's something that Tampa Bay has really needed to become more dynamic and not rely on just deep throws to Mike Evans all of the time. So I'm seeing over 21 and a half receiving yards. I think that's a great look, Paul. I was actually looking at the rushing yards uh, against the Panthers. Panthers still a terrible run defense. I'd definitely go yards over 70 and a half before I'd go attempts 18 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Etienne mm-hmm. just went for 16 and 102 against these guys against the Panthers last week. Uh, if you want to talk incentives, you could do the Mike Evans two touchdowns thing, but I'm not rushing to the window for an eight to one on two touch two plus touchdowns, especially when it's, I got to have a game for the Bucks. Like, there's gonna be things more important than all right. Let's just feed this guy, get him his his money. Uh, I will say on the other side, one prop you could look at: uh, tight ends versus the Bucks. Most receiving yards allows Tampa Bay has the tight ends and seven touchdowns. So Ch- Tommy Tremble could be a target mm. in the Panthers passing game. And where did Rashad White go to school? Sun Devils, I'm baby. I'm guessing Arizona hook State. Em. Yeah. yeah, hook them. I actually was looking at the rush attempts. I know Paul disagreed with that, but uh, 18 and a half. I like the overall on that. He he went over that like four out of his last five games, obviously not last week, but uh, whether it's his rush yards or rush attempts, it does seem to be a sharp number that he's gone over about half of 50% of the time this season. So pick your poison. And- and the case for attempts, I mean, Baker's ribs are banged up. So, like, maybe they just want to keep him out right. of the line of fire, just keep handing the ball off. So, I see the case for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, especially if there is a playoff game in his future, then you definitely want him to be a good bit healthier for that going up against, in all likelihood, the Eagles. And that will be a tough contest. How about we get to the Falcons and the Saints? New Orleans, three-point favorites at home, and it is a juicy minus three at BetMGM with a total of 42. Aaron, you got to back the Saints in this spot, right? right come on yeah i i still think there's an outside chance that they could make the playoffs new orleans has covered uh three of their last four games so i i lean saints here although i probably won't actually bet it but i i just have a problem putting my money on a team that i don't trust and i don't trust either (laughs) of these teams so at the end of the day it's probably a pass if I had to place the bet, I, I'd uh, be on the Saints side here, Paul. But really, I don't have a lot on this one. Not really interested. 
We completely agree. I refuse to risk or spend another dollar on either of these worthless teams, worthless coaches, and terrible quarterbacks. I will not play a single thing in this game, and I'll be very happy about it. Throughout yesterday, I like Saints minus three. I do trust New Orleans, uh, you know, especially when it comes to being at home against this Falcons passing attack that is just putrid. No problem saying that. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is for the Dirty Birds. Doesn't matter. I think they'll be just fine in that department. One prop, though, Derek Carr under 240 and a half passing yards. Wouldn't be surprised if game script uh, leads them to run the ball a little bit more. Or this could be a complete absolute failure, in which case he can't get to 240 and a half. So either way, I probably like that one as well. But I like the Saints minus three. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, can the Eagles regroup and cover against Tyrod Taylor and the Giants? Plus, the Cowboys and the Commanders coming up here on the BetQL Network.